It's 4 o'clock on a Monday. You know what that means. It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. This week, starring... Yeah, yours truly. Oh yeah, I'm going to hold this up. Don't forget to like the video. Yeah, right in front of my face. And don't forget to subscribe. And with that, we thank the fake band. We thank the fake audience. And we're off and running. Okay, so... Today, what we're going to do is something we haven't done in at least a year, I think, and maybe we've only done it twice in the seven years that we've been doing the show, and that is that we're going to play What's the Genre? We've had people who read our emails. Yes, there are people who actually read the emails, and they've sent in music, and we're going to listen, hopefully, to 18 of these things today. Um, and the people told us what genre they think it's in, but I'm going to have you guys listen and see if any particular genre comes up as being the most prevalently mentioned in the chat. I can't think today. I was here at the office yesterday. I should get the, I've got a violin in my wall. I should break it out. 13 hours on a Sunday. Um, little wasted today. So in any case, uh, I'm really curious to see if you guys line up with what the creators think that their music is. Um, be it an instrumental or a song. And uh, I think it's really good ear training for you. It gets you thinking in terms of the genre, um, both the people that submitted the stuff and you guys in the audience. I'm almost irrelevant today because it's all about you. So without any further ado, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to get the first one started. Uh, Bria is in here. She's playing DJ, and we're good to go. Um, the music. So we're going to listen to the first one. I'm going to go make it cooler in here with my brand new air conditioning unit that the building gave me, even though I didn't ask, which means I'm probably going to die from whatever crap is in my lungs from the last air conditioning unit. It smelled like mushrooms and wet wood. Um, okay, first one is called Temporary Shop. Let's have a listen, see what you guys think.
All right. You know what? I'm going to mention the um, the author, the songwriter, uh, artist names this week because we're not judging them. We're just talking about what we think the uh, the genres are. So this is Temporary Shop. That's by Guistino Costagliola. That was my best Italian accent right there. That's as good as it gets, folks. So let me know what you think it is. Um, retro EDM-ish. Yeah, no, Amanda. <laughs> That wasn't it. Um, EDM Industrial, the bit of 80s vibe. Uh, that's... Uh, come up with one thing that you think it is. Because if you were talking to a music supervisor, if a music supervisor was trying to tell people what they need, they can't say, find me some EDM uh, Industrial with a bit of a blah, blah, blah vibe. you know, you got to try and nail it. So if let's see if you can nail it. Sometimes you can't. And while you do that, I'm going to blow my nose. We're having an incredibly windy day here in L.A., um, and there's all kinds of pollen and stuff in the air. Okay, uh, techno, disco-influenced electronic, 80s Madonna-ish video pop. Um, yeah, I mean, you could say that about it, but let's try and find uh, a genre. Uh, techno, CDM, I don't even know what that is. Electronica, B-section, 80s synth pop. Um, Techno pop, techno funk, EDM, electronica, boogie woogie, techno about covers that mostly, uh, tech dance, 80s style electro funk, snap electronica, high Lauren. No, that's not a genre. Techno pop, electronica, hey Gloria, also not a genre, but that's okay. I know you guys are just saying hi to your friends. Uh, what about electro pop? Um, uh, you know, honestly, I'm not the world's best expert on this stuff, but, uh, and there were several genres thrown out there that certainly could apply. I'm just uh, curious. Um, it definitely had a pop component to it, um, and it was definitely electronic-driven. Um, there are people who are more expert than I. Uh, I see that Atem S says electronica. Just because something uses electronic stuff doesn't necessarily mean it's electronica, but I personally am not deep enough into the weeds on that stuff to tell you what the finer points are. Uh, Linda Cullum says, I need a list of genres. We could probably read off a very long list. Um, notable in that was um, somebody, I think it might have been Mojo, said uh, this could work on Mr. Robot. I beg to differ, and here's why. Mr. Robot is a pretty dark show. It's it's really rare that they ever have kind of a happy scene, anything that's emotionally upbeat, you know, about the show. It's really dark and depressing and um, moody and sometimes atmospheric. Uh, this thing was generally kind of happy, you know, kind of bouncy. So I'm going to say no. I, I, I could see that, yes, there could be a scene that could use it eventually, but it'd be a pretty slim chance. So, uh, all right. Anyway, I, we didn't have a lot of consensus on that, and sometimes that can be caused by the fact that the song or the instrumental just doesn't neatly fit in a pigeonhole. Um, <laughs> Mojo says, you thought that was upbeat? I must be in a mood. <laughs> 
I'm not going to say it. You know what? There's nothing I can say anymore that won't get me in any trouble. I'm keeping my mouth shut. Not with you. I'm talking about the public in general. All right. Anyway, um, now it wasn't dance. Uh, it definitely wasn't dance. I mean, it had a beat, but it wasn't dance. Pac-Man music. There you go. That's it. It's Pac-Man music. All right. Moving on. Now let's listen to one from Eric Ward, and this is called Battle Rap. Got the Eye of the Tiger guitar part going. I love it.
was an unusual uh, button in right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was an unusual button. Um, okay, so cast your votes, you guys. I'm curious to see what you think. And what I forgot to do in the last one was tell you what the person who sent it in said the, the genre was. But I don't want to confuse this one. So you guys go ahead and tell me what you think it was. And... Um, then I will tell you what uh, Eric Ward thought it was. Eric, are you in the chat room? So funny. It, it's like uh, I'm seeing new wave, industrial, electronica, industrial trance, electronica, uh, dubstepish more so at the beginning though uh, techno industrial EDM pop question mark um, techno trance electronic suspense industrial indie electronica cue um, 90s electronic agreed ed oops sorry Jesse that wasn't a genre could be a new genre things have gotten so diverse these days <laughs> Um, industrial electronica, electronica, I do agree with trance electronica. Um, dubstep needs a drop. Okay, so the, the genres have quit rolling in. Uh, the person sent it in, Eric Ward, says it's a rap instrumental. And here's my question, is how can you have anything be a rap if there's no actual rap in it? What would you call the underlying musical composition under a rap? Again, not 100% expert, but wouldn't you call that hip-hop? I'm thinking. It's just, it's got to have a rap to be a rap. But so maybe Eric Ward thought this was kind of a hip-hop-ish uh, instrumental. Um, somebody uh, very astutely pointed out at the end, or near the end of this thing, that it was an A section only all the way through. How long was that one, Bria? Oh, I've got it. Three minutes, 28 seconds long. So that was a really long time to stay on an A section, but... Uh, if it's being used for a scene, you know, a, a long scene, uh, I can't think of a scene right now, but, uh, you know, it would probably get used for 30 seconds, a minute, maybe longer um, for a long one. I mean, it could be used for nine seconds as well. But the one thing that caught my attention was that it went down, it went to kind of a breakdown version very near the end, like 95% of the way through the whole thing it went to a broken down version where a bunch of instruments came out it was just uh, like the the bass part and the drums or whatever or the main synth and the drums um could have done that earlier to offer up a little bit of variety i can't say that an editor would scan all the way through that thing looking for that section so just a, a word to the wise that if you've got a section like that put it earlier not way up front but somewhat earlier because that's where they're going to look for a variation and if they want a variation, they're not going to go three minutes and 15 seconds in looking for it. Because if it hasn't happened by then, it probably won't happen in most cases. Um, you know, it's definitely a form of electronica. Uh, it had some elements of trance in there, but... It's tough. I, you know, some of the stuff, I mean, I don't know that the gentleman who made this actually 
knows specifically the different genres. Guys who make records in these genres, they know what their genre is. They know the other people in their genre. They know how to what the, the nuances are that separate uh, one form of electronic music from another. Um, I don't. I'm not sure, that, <laughs> frankly, that many of us uh, in the chat room do. But it's definitely electronic-based. And uh, it was a little bit on the... Uh, not really dark side, um, not really all that suspenseful, but it certainly wasn't happy, bouncy, playful. So it was fairly serious. Uh, now to the important stuff, Mojo, what's the drink of the week? That's what I like to see. <laughs> Peter Rahill's drinking limoncello. <laughs> and Aaron Michelle just choked on his beer, or her beer, I'm not sure. If that, Aaron, are you a man or a woman? Um, Beverage alert, sorry. Um, Harlan Michael says trance. And now we're comparing drinks. That's what I love about you, getting to the important stuff. Okay. Um, Eric Ward, you're not in there anywhere. I'm not seeing you respond. Um, Aaron's a woman. Okay. I don't know. With uh, Aaron Michelle, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's an unusual spelling of Aaron, though. But very pretty. Ray Hill's drinking homemade limoncello then you don't need to capitalize the L because it's not a brand. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is called Old Habits. Oh, and this is from the aforementioned Aaron Michelle. And this has a male vocal on it. Okay, let's have a listen. Just find new life in that church down the street Or with your neighbor's wife and the scars that you were And the lessons you learn, old habits, they never die The weight of your dreams and the weight of your vices Feel the same when you're trying to fly Between our distractions and all our devices What a wonder we look to the sky Cause old habits, they never die Old habits don't die They're like an old friend Who stayed out there welcome But you can't put an end to the truth that they tell The lies that they sell Old habits know they just won't die The weight of your dreams and the weight both feel the same when you're trying to fly Between our distractions and all our devices What a wonder we ever try Cause old habits, they never die 
thinking don't nah I'm not going to give any rules just throw some genres out there <laughs> Mojo says didn't leave us guessing what the title is which is a really good thing Aaron says thank you for playing my song actually I had nothing to do with it Bria did but uh, hey I hit the play button no Bria actually even hit the play button all I did was sit here and look pretty right um I'm getting all everything, most everything is centered around country. Country, 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 acoustic country, um, country ballad, country, country, indie country, um, traditional country, country. Um, uh, folk country, um, traditional country. Guitar was played as if this was a folk singer-songwriter when it started. I didn't think at all country till I heard the voice. Um, excuse me, uh, Jimmy Berland, you keep spitting out different genres. Dude, you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the interesting thing. I think it's country. I, I think it's really well crafted. I love that song. I, I made a note. Tim McGraw could sing the crap out of that thing. Um, um, going back to Jimmy Berlin's Americana Folk, I saw some other people um, spit out Americana. Um, look up the definitions of Americana and folk sometime. And my recollection is that both of them are actually driven, the genres are defined somewhat, if not largely, by the subject matter of the lyrics. And... Um, so just because I, I, I've seen this happen a thousand times, and, and believe me, I've made the, the same mistake over the years, uh, especially when I was screening your music. I'm kidding. I never made any mistakes when I was screening anybody's music. Um, that just because something sounds like it's Americana because of the way it's constructed or the production or the arrangement or the complement of instruments really doesn't mean it's Americana. And I learned that by going to some Americana gathering once in Nashville that I got invited to. A whole weekend, it was kind of like a mini road rally, all like the Americana Music Association of America or something like that. Those people know what Americana is. And that's the one thing I learned is uh, a lot of what defines Americana 
is that it's written about things that are American. Um, folk music, you know, a lot of it goes back to the Woody Guthrie Dust Bowl days. Uh, subject matter is about life, the strife of life back in the days of the Dust Bowl, uh, which I believe are in the 30s, right? Um, so Americana is probably more related to folk than it is to country, but just because it's got an acoustic guitar in a certain field doesn't really truly define it as Americana. But then again, there were artists, I remember, I'm going to say in the early to mid-90s maybe, there were some Americana artists that were trying to pop through uh, when grunge was a thing. And they were kind of a newer version um, of Americana. Funny, one of the artists who got some traction was Anne, uh, I can't remember her name now. I want to say Anne McGraw, but that wasn't it. Any, uh, Anne McSomething. Anyway, um, she was Australian, and she was actually a taxi screener and started gaining enough traction as an artist that I think she went maybe on tour, then to Nashville, and then back to Australia. Um, so I learned a fair amount of, uh, about Americana from her. But uh, I, for my money, that song that we just heard was country. Um, and I think it, it's really strong. I really, really like that. So great job on that, Aaron. And, and funny enough, Aaron said it was folk country. Um, How she actually, I'll give the backstory on that one. She okay. said she wrote it as folk, but she said that this demo is very country. Okay, she so said. she told Bria that she wrote it as folk, but the demo is very country. Um, I, I'd say the way the lyric is constructed, not only from a subject matter perspective, but the way the lyric is actually constructed leans more towards country than folk to me, but who knows. Um, anyway, great job. Um, I was just catching up on my reading in, in the chat room. I'm guessing Aaron is military or former military because people are saying thank you for your service. She's an Iraq vet. Really? Congratulations to you. Um, that gets you a lot of points around this place. As a matter of fact, we only forward veterans. Kidding. But we love veterans. We really do. Um, okay. So that's that. Uh, kind of leans toward traditional country melodically. Thank you guys. Been hesitant to pitch this one, but maybe I will. I wouldn't be hesitant. Not at all. Um, I think it's a great song. Did you co-write that or was that just you? Is that a solo job or a collab? Funny, now that we're on the subject of veterans, uh, I think it was a week ago last night, uh, my wife and I were at home and I said, honey, I'm thinking about offering some sort of dramatic discount or possibly even free memberships to veterans. And she goes, how are you gonna check to make sure that people were actually veterans? There's a cost to that. Which I, cause my wife is definitely the kinder, sweeter one of us. Um, and, and I found it funny that now we've reversed roles since she's been working at Taxi for a couple of years that she's the one thinking in terms of business that there's a cost to figuring out was somebody actually a veteran? And she said, how are you gonna check that out? And I said, they can send me their, uh, fax me their ID or scan it, send it as a, a JPEG or something. I don't know. Um, Okay. 
She says uh, she wrote it herself. Really, really good job. Uh, I'm very impressed. I really like that song. I would listen to that song recreationally, which is hard to get me to do. All right. Uh, the next one up is from Nacho Moreno, and it is called Let's Work Out Our Souls. Let's have a listen. sound effects all right uh, let me know uh, I've been people are already posting uh, 
80s Pet Shop Boys, 80s Pop, uh, 80s Pop, uh, 80s like Wall of Voodoo vocally, it's retro pop, something isn't quite 80s, although a lot is. Let, yeah, let's put that in the genre box of 80s Pop, Alt Rock, um, Hey Gang from the UK, Whoa, they're coming in so fast I can't even read them. Uh, reminds me a little of Midnight Oil, Retro Pop, Synth Pop, 80s Pop, Synth Pop, Retro 80s. Some of those flourishes weren't invented then. Uh, alternative college rock, 80s mixed with current effects, which is an interesting thing. I want to get back to that. Um, uh, 80s quirk pop. I don't think that's officially a genre. 80s electro pop. Um, who is that memory? What? <laughs> Altronica. Uh, yeah, 21 Pilots, sort of. Uh, I don't think we could, you can't make stuff up. Uh, you could compare it to a band, though. I guess you're, Martin's not actually spitting out a genre there. Um, retro pop, 80 guitars for sure, new wave, uh, hip hop instrumental. Uh, love the ending. I think we all really like that ending. Uh, he reminds me of a singer. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> you remind me of a singer. <laughs> That's one of the funnier things I've seen in the chat room in a long time. But not as funny as this last name. And I got, I, is this real? Because it, it makes me want to light up a cigarette. This gentleman's name is Vincent Nicotina. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Oh, never mind. Uh, the drum break was anachronistic for the 80s. Uh, that word's over my pay grade. I've heard it, though, before. Lots of modern tones in there. Uh, let's see. Malcolm Gallaty says, darn it. I don't think that's a genre. The Jam meets Elvis Costello at Blondie's house. Mojo, lay off the coffee. Go back to the booth. I would say the piano is Madonna's 1980s style, but with the drums being unstylable. Uh, 80s recreational pop. <laughs> I'm with 80s pop. All right, I think we are all in agreement that it is some form of 80s pop. But somebody said something interesting, which was that the um, effects were too contemporary. So it's noteworthy that we get listing requests from companies that want stuff that sounds retro. Sometimes they want vintage. I mean, they absolutely want stuff that is recorded back in the time period that they're asking for, be it the 80s, 70s, 60s, what have you. Um, and, and we'll have members that will send stuff in that tries to imitate that, even though the listing asked for it, you know, authentic stuff recorded in that genre, written and recorded in that um, era, I mean, that genre. And we'll get some people that will try and sneak one by. And frankly, you might be able to get it by me, you might be able to get it by a couple of the screeners, although they're pretty darn good. But the person who owns the company, you won't be able to get it by. And don't blurt out his or her name in the chat room, please. Um, everybody who works at that company is very adept at knowing the difference. And one of the things that is a dead giveaway that can really ruin the, the authenticity or the vibe or a period sound of a particular piece is using effects or a synth sound that's contemporary. Even a bass sound or a kick drum sound can give it away. So you really have to work hard when you're going for something that is more than just influenced by a particular era, but really tries to harken back to that era. If uh, you're using, 
Yeah, an 808 kick drum, and you're trying to do stuff that's from that sounds very 60s. It's not going to work. Um, and it doesn't take a musician to feel that there's something wrong with that, uh, or somebody that's familiar with an 808. It, it just doesn't add up. So anyway, I thought I'd point that out. Um, let's see. This is why I love about the chat room. We're now on to a discussion about too many drugs. Um, I missed the 80s. Oh, I missed the 90s. <laughs> I see. And that's why the response was, oh, too many drugs. Um, and the answer is no, wasn't too many drugs. Glad to hear that. Okay. So, yeah, I think we all locked in. And the gentleman who sent it in, which was Nacho Moreno, called it pop rock. I didn't really hear the rock aspect of it. Um, although, here's another interesting thing to note, that sometimes uh, if you're talking about rock in the 80s was very different than the definition of rock today. And obviously there are all kinds of subgenres of rock. But to me, that thing was, was more like 80s pop um, than it was pop rock. So I think that you guys pretty much had the 80s pop thing going on. Um, and it's Amanda's birthday today. Happy birthday, Amanda. And she's actually telling everybody how old she is. But I'm not going to repeat that because I'm a gentleman. I would never repeat a lady's age. Certainly not on live television, if you call this TV. All right, moving on. We are now on to the number five, which is Easy Does It by Michael Goldstein. Let's have a listen.
tons of people saying that was blues and we, we've got uh, genres of blues that I'm not sure even exist but they're interesting midi blues elevator blues elevator blues elevator blues um, cruise ship blues B flat blues scale oh no it uses B flat blues scale um, little bit of little feet oh man I used to love them um, bluesy but with some sounds of not belonging to the genre I would say that there was an aspect of that uh, lounge blues blues rock good commercial blues boogie woogie blues rock star energy drink blues how about some stump the listeners tunes um, uh, Memphis blues soul blues okay so the gentleman sent it in said it was blues it was in fact blues um, all right, that one wasn't too hard. Uh, let's move on to the really hard stuff now. And this one is called Lights Go Up, and it's by Justin Petterill. Petterill. We didn't come here together. Said you had to unwind. Guess this dark bar is your idea of a good time. Staring at the temple, ordering round after round. Doing the same till I'm able to let my guard down and say I'm sorry. some sort of award for saying it's not folk thank you and it's not jazz and it's not acid rock and the music supervisor calls up and says what is this not folk thank you that was great input um, 
and I have to comment on the lyric. I thought it was hysterical. When the lights, uh, when the lights go up, I'm coming home. Uh, I can't read my own. Coming home with you. Um, it all depends on the circumstance. Because <laughs> there are times the lights go up. It's like, no, you're staying here all by your lonesome. Anyway, uh, okay, we've run out of genres already. You guys were so busy sticking genres out there during the song. Let's hear. What do you think it is? By the way, I, th I thought the chorus of that song was pretty awesome. Gotta say, I really liked it. <laughs> Mojo says it's indie unless the mix gets tighter. <laughs> Uh, and, and I think he was serious about that. And, and that, you know, is a hallmark of indie is things are kind of loosey-goosey and that. Um, okay, uh, charming, that's not a genre, pop punk or jangle pop. Um, I don't know where you get the punk aspect of that, Aaron. Uh, just light pop, 70s, indie folk rock, indie rock, pop rock, uh, singer-songwriter, indie rock, indie pop, indie rock, um, Michael Vicious says, I suck at genres. Uh, 90s pop rock, uh, number one on the chorus from Bob Pori, uh, plus one. He liked the chorus as well. Singer-songwriter, 2000s pop, indie rock, 90s. Indie rock, uh, plus one, meaning also. Uh, indie rock, or pop fits. Uh, British rock, indie rock, pop. Um, alternative singer-songwriter Michael Pennish. Boy, whatever happened to Michael Penn? Um, he didn't die, did he? I kind of remember one of the Penns died. I don't know. Anyway, I used to really like Michael Penn back in the like mid-90s, I think. Um, The genre thing's not easy, and that's the point. It really isn't easy. Um, okay, so what he called it, why are I keep seeing NS10s popping up in there. Why are you guys talking? NS10 rock, there you go. Malcolm Gallaty. Um, so Justin, interestingly, called it country, which, if you think about it thematically, um, I can see where he would think that the story could be in a country song, but that's the only connection to country that I see. Um, Chris Penn passed away. I knew that one of the Pens had penned his last whatever. Bada boom, bada bing. Um, good point, Peter. Hey, Mary. That's uh, no, tough. It is tough. Um, Chris Penn from Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Anyway, uh, not country, and I would say um, form a singer-songwriter pop. Um, and, and frankly, considering where some of the indie pop is now, the acoustic indie pop stuff that I've heard, I don't think this gentleman intended it to be there, but I would say that that's probably what it's closest to. Um, Rob Smith says somebody's asking about sound quality of these tracks, uh, blaming the marginal quality we're hearing on your NS10s. That no, sounds great here. 
<laughs> and that's a whole, you know, guys know the explanation. It's, we are looking into, now that the road rally is done and things have stabilized on YouTube, we're looking into upgrading our version of uh, Wirecast to see if we can get a version where there's any way. It, it's, I mean, clearly I'm aware of the fact that we could take music and shove it into a mixer with the, the, the microphone and then take that and run it into the um, computer. Uh, but the bigger issue is can the video broadcasting software handle that? And it's difficult to, much harder than you would think to put that together. John Cougar was always rock. Uh, YouTube is working awesome. Thank you. Uh, acoustic Indie Pop uh, solved. Uh, yeah, that's what I would call it. Uh, no, <laughs> Peter Ray Hill says, no, it's Devo Country. Um, Okay, moving on to the next one. This one is called If I Could by Alistair Dodds. Let's have a listen.
All right, that was If I Could by Alistair Dodds. And let's see what you guys call it. I saw some stuff coming through before, but come on, give me the official genre now. Um, Rob Smith says, yeah, Sherry, if Pink was singing, it'd give the track a whole different genre. Yeah, interpretation can matter. Um, Trisha's lyrics. For Adele Pink did cunt. Ooh, that went by too quick. Wow, you guys are quick. Um, Singer songwriter. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've never seen him come in that fast. Um, AC, a lot of AC, a lot of pop, AC ballad, pop ballad, uh, AC with Broadway. Saw Broadway popping up a lot. And I agree. And, you know, lyrically, it, it felt Broadway esque. The way the vocal was, the way the lyrics were delivered by that vocalist made it even more Broadway-esque. Um, oh, I can't think of the particular singer who does pop and Broadway stuff. Um, who did, uh, what was the one with the Green Witch? Wicked. Oh, Adina Menzel. Yeah, Adina Menzel. Um, wow, it's windy out there. It sounds scary. Um I think she's probably the best vocalist on Broadway and, and translates very nicely to pop. She's great. Did she do Frozen? She did. Uh, yeah. She's amazing. Um, the singer injected a lot of drama. Yeah, so really kind of, that's what I said earlier, that the, the way the vocalist uh, interpreted the song really determines the genre. So it could have been more of a straight-up uh, adult contemporary song, Um almost a, a pop ballad, straight up pop ballad, but that vocalist turned it into Broadway, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Just, I think she had a great voice. Um, or the gal from Bombshell and Scorpion, Catherine McPhee. Uh, that's the ghost of Christmas past in the window. No kidding. Uh... Freddie Mercury passion could work with a Sia vocal. Great for Susan Boyle. Um, oh man, I got a bunch of Susan Boyle jokes, but I'm going to leave her alone and be nice because she is an amazing vocalist. Anyway, um, Alistair called that adult contemporary, which I could see how he would think it is. Um, the vocalist definitely added a Broadway slant to it. Um, okay, the next one is called. I'm going to try and give it an Italian or a French interpretation. It's spelled G-A-G-N-O-N. Gagnon. <laughs> That's a type of cheese, I believe, in the northwest part of France. Um, this is from Serge Lacasse. Let's have a listen. Oh, they said it was a doll contemporary.
Got to read Michael Mish's uh, thing. According to Urban Dictionary, uh, Gagnon, whoa, I lost it, uh, uh, was a mythical creatures like leprechaun like okay so i want to know what genre not where would you use it what movie could it have been in but what genre is it enough with the titanic stuff um i think we all agreed it was a really pretty piece um sir says it, it oh man i'm telling you the new chat room i don't know how to get here i can get it to go back up like this there we go Hard to do with a mouse. Kind of an homage to Andre Gagnon. I, I'll never be able to pronounce that. I mean, every time I say Gagnon, it makes me want to gag. So, Gagnon. That's my best French imitation right there. Not a cheese. Um, and I'm guessing Andre Gagnon was a composer, Serge? Anyway, beautiful piece. Um, Cinematic instrumental, movie scoring, does go back to thing, contemporary film music, piano-based instrumental. But see, piano-based instrumental is a type. It's not a genre. Um, might be new age. Well, it might be. Um, piano-based instrumental. I see that popping. Yeah, well, it is that. But what genre is it? Um, wow. Uh, Serge said I did a very good job in the pronunciation of Gagnon. <laughs> it gets worse by the minute, doesn't it? I did take French 101 four years in a row, and I flunked it all four years. But I got off the, the bus in France one time. I was able to ask where the bakery was, um, where can I buy some gas, um, where's the subway, and uh, I am an American, to which they applauded. Not that much. Um, anyway, easy listening. Neoclassical instrumental which was i wrote down neoclassical instrumental in the beginning but you know what truthfully it was a pop piece that had some classical influences in it but it was constructed really more as a pop piece um it had more of a pop melody to it and a pop feel um i'm not an expert in neoclassical but uh i guessed that it was neoclassical in the beginning but it didn't have some of the um, compositional hallmarks that I would expect to hear from traditional classical or old school classical. So because I'm not an expert in neoclassical, I could only guess. Uh, there's a scroll bar to the right of the chat. Yeah, I figured that out. It's just my mouse doesn't like that scroll bar for some reason. Um, but thank you, Paul. <laughs> uh, Marion Laird really wants to visit Canada. I'm pretty sure that's not a genre. Uh, it took five years of French because my middle school only had one language. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, Jesse says his whole computer crash. I'm, that's definitely not a genre. Anyway, New Age. I, I don't know. All I know, it was a pretty instrumental piece that if I, I would call it like light instrumental pop. Um, just because it had strings and a piano part that was arpeggiated doesn't necessarily define it as classical, probably. Um, descending diatonic bass line to generate chord inversions. Hey, I don't want to talk about people's personal lives. Um, Neo is by definition new. Yeah, so that's why I thought it was like a new version of classical. But then the further it went into the piece, I didn't really hear any hallmarks of, of classical. Um, the vocal did add a new age element. I would agree with Michael Mishnah on that, uh, but I don't think the tone of the piece was new age. I would agree with that as well. Um, 
pop out the chat, make the window bigger. I've done that. Um, thank you very much. Do you guys think just because I'm old that I'm technologically challenged? Is that what it is? <laughs> uh, the artist said that it was classical. Um, Serge, do you do you do classical music uh, that's truly classical? I mean, like from the classical era, you know, like legit stuff. Or uh, <laughs> Peter Rahel says traditional neo can't have. <laughs> um, I'm curious why you thought it was classical. Come back, Serge. Sergio, where are you? DW Guitar 111 says, I got them all right so far. All right, you win the prize. I just have to figure out what the prize is. Uh, choosing last sales found. Oh, uh, Serge said, I thought we had to choose within the list of styles found on the taxi website. Uh, I don't think the email said that, right? Um, I mean, it, that was a good practical thought, though. I've got to give you a lot of points for that, Serge, because, you know, it's a, a kind of a, a short but comprehensive list of styles that are actively being sought in the music industry. So not a bad way to look at things. Um, and anyway, uh, to me, it sounded like pop influences some classical stuff. That was my most technical description right there. Uh, sorry, I'm scanning to read stuff. Okay, uh, because I would have uh, said pop post-classical. I agree with that. All right. Um, it was really pretty and really nicely done. Uh, okay, moving on. We are now on to Starbound by Braden Wood. Let's have a listen. In the car, late at night, we drive until we've gotten lost. Chase the stars with our lights. We'll get to them at any cost. Thank you. 
All right, that was Starbound by Braden Wood, and cast your votes as to the genre that you think it is. Uh, let's see, going back to what science fiction, EDM pop, EDM and pop elements, it's really good. Um, damn, Rob, that's what I was just going to say. That's a game show answer right there. Uh, very cool, Vegas baby, EDM pop, uh, new bass, EDM pop, EDM pop, total EDM, EDM pop. Wow, they're going by pop, 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 EDM pop, electro pop, nice creative piano, future pop. Um, I got to say, uh, future bass, there's a genre that stumps me. Um, EDM drop pop, <laughs> EDM pop. Uh, I, pretty much every, but well, a lot of people are calling this EDM pop, and, and I agree. Um, Yeah, I would say the vast majority, probably 60, 70 percent, uh, which would be enough to win an election, called it EDM pop. Um, well done, well executed. Good job on that, Braden Wood. Um, moving on now to a song called Mystery. Um, and this is from Fan Tamilonis. I hope I got that name correct. Let's have a listen. Mystery by Fen Tamilonis. And I want to see if you guys can solve the mystery. So tell me what you think for uh, the genre. Let's see, what do I have up on my screen so far? I've got Indonesian pop with an LOL, so I'm guessing they weren't all that serious. I've got Chill Wave. I've got Jazz Pop Instrumental. Neo-Celtic, um, classical pop, <laughs> borrowed from the last one, or a couple of, uh, had Celtic elements, it did, uh, Silicon Valley Realtor, um, boy, there's somebody that makes a really big commission, even on a thousand square foot house, uh, 
world music, world music, world meets pop rock fusion, new age, euro pop, new age, too much coffee, I'll be grinding, I don't know what that means, uh, world, new age, world wave techno, <laughs> what, not all, not at all Celtic, gee, Amanda, oh yeah, that's right, you're Irish. <laughs> Uh, space music, world instrumental pop, contemporary, Jean-Luc Ponty jazz. See, I did that with my good French accent. Jean-Luc. Uh, world, world pop, neo-Celtic, is that a thing? Uh, Anna, how was dinner? <laughs> well, put it this way. If you were having chicken fingers, I'd keep my eyes open. But only those of you who were watching the first five minutes of the show would know what that means. Um, world New Age, uh, whatever it is, it's great. Uh, Call of Duty, oh, Call of Duty World War II. That's what Mojo's watching. Um, all right, the bottom line is nobody's really nailing this one because it, frankly, was difficult to, to identify a genre on, which is something that we run into a lot. I can't really put a number on it, but more often than you would think. Sometimes the music just rolls out of people and it is what it is and it doesn't necessarily fit a genre. But as we've all learned throughout our years together, genres do matter because people on the industry side, on the end user side, sometimes they spit out a genre and they're really right and they know specifically what they want. Other times they spit out a genre because it's a popular genre that they've heard of before and they really don't have a clue. Um, but knowing your genre and fitting into it, I know nobody wants to be pigeonholed, but fitting into a pigeonhole, especially, especially if you are an artist that would like to be on a radio station, you've got your rock, you got your pop, you got your urban, you got to fit in, you got your jazz, you got to fit in a genre because, you know, some people want to be all things to all people. My album's got rock, it's got pop, it's got country, it's got urban on it. Um then nobody would know how to market that. No station would want to play you because they want to promote an artist that is of their genre. So it's tough. Um, anyway, this one, oh man, I made a note somewhere, but I've got a million notes scribbled. Now I can't find it. Uh, but the interesting thing was that Fen Tamilonis called it electronic world ethnic. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, honestly, I mean, the thing that was predominant was the electric piano sound. Um, it it kind of reminded me a little bit at times, and this uh, Amanda disagrees with us on this, but it reminded me a little bit of the way that the Celtic lady records are put together. I can't say, or Celtic woman, there we go. Um, uh, Aaron Michelle's talking about Celtic Woman. I've actually listened to a couple of those albums, and, and this would not be out of place if you were like pitching to somebody. So it was kind of like orchestric Celtic at times, for lack of a better way to describe it. That's my two cents. Um, okay. Moving on, because I am now starting to get into the not enough time left to play everything I want. Hard Die and Love. This one is by Marianne Murdoch. Let's have a listen. And I fell for you. I locked my head. Lowered the bar and the sheets on my bed. 
see what you guys think it is we've got indie blues blues rock indie swamp blues rock again like gray slick with just paul on guitar uh paul paul cantner uh really like the minimalistic approach here i'd like it as well tracy chapman ish that's not a genre uh indie swamp rock uh genre needs more compression um kind of daughter-esque um, country blues which I will tell you that Marianne said it was blues country um, folky singer songwriter uh, indie blues rock rock blues AC block rock blues uh, indie blues blues rock all country blues rock um, I say Americana only because Lyra Lynn is technically Americana haven't heard uh, I think we should all pitch in and buy Marion a better um, better internet <laughs> so she can catch up with us uh, Jefferson Starship a bit yes not alt country indie blues rock indie folk um, indie folk alt blues Amanda West I nailed it <laughs> um, I wrote down indie blues rock um, uh, the vocal approach, uh, I, I love it. it. It was kind of uh, what I would call, and I don't mean this in a mean way, I mean it in a good way. It was a drunken vocal. Um, when I used to describe in the studio when I wanted a singer to add something, couldn't, and I couldn't say, you know, add some swag to it, 
um, couldn't say add some soul to it. Sometimes you just want it a little bit sloppy because it works better that way rather than trying to craft a well-done vocal that just sounded too slick for the song. It's like, give it to me like you're drunk. And that's what this was for me anyway. Indie blues rock because of the straight beat. Um, okay. All right. Um, it did have such a cool vibe to it. Uh, moving on. Let's see if we can get a few more in here before the big show is over. Okay, this one is called Crow Creek Children by Adam Puchowski.
All right. Uh, now you guys can tell me what you thought it was. You guys are doing it all throughout the song. Um, I will say uh, the producer in me was hearing that thing needed like an Indian tom-tom beat. Boom, 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 boom. You know, a little Hiawatha drum part would have been awesome. Maybe a little bit uh, obvious, but to me it just felt like it was needed. Uh, at times it sounded like uh, Jerry Rafferty, um, and then George Harrison dropped in for a minute. Um, there was a lot of really cool stuff going on. And I don't mean this in any sort of negative way at all. I'm just pointing something out, that this is a classic example of something that doesn't have a universal lyric. All the stuff that was very Native American um, specific, would make it, it would pull it out of contention for almost any kind of film and TV placement. And you're thinking, well, what if there were, you know, a movie about um, Native Americans? Um, couldn't you use it for that? I think the music supervisors, many of them would say it's too on the nose for that. Plus it had um, not a specific story in a linear sense, but there were a lot of specifics in there that told a story. Uh, Michael Misha says, Tom Toms would have been spot on, Michael. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, bluesy Swamp Rock, Slick Swamp Indie Blues Rock, Americana, love the George Harrison sound, Swamp Blues Rock. By far, that was the most heard thing was, no, 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 Rob Smith putting the, no, Rob Smith, Down Boy. <laughs> Swampy blues rock, and then like three things later, he says, "Rock and swampy blues." You can't have it both ways, Rob. Sixties <laughs> uh, rock, uh, rock and roll reminds me of Modest Mouse, Tom Petty. Um, do some editing, make this into a great swampy cue. Yeah, there. I mean, from an instrumental perspective, this thing had tons of potential. Um, definitely not intended for taxi listing because of the lyrics. Um, I think the diddly bow fits into the Native American thing. I don't think the diddly bow fits into the Native American thing. <clears throat> Blues pop needs to be on an album. Again, that'd be great on an Eagles record. Really? Um, have I ever shown you guys my Eagles 2-inch 16 track master? Did I ever pull that out and show you? It's buried kind of deep right now, so I don't know if I will. But one of these days, I think I actually played it um, on an episode probably five years ago or more. Um, oh, are we offline? Now, some people are saying they lost the feed, but everything is good on my end. Oh, stream resumed, so it looks like we were off. Oh, okay. And we're back. <laughs> Interesting. Um Oh, that's because it's 5.30. That was the network telling us it's time for a commercial. That's what that was. Um, Paul Curteau, starting to make cigar box guitars. Paul's fallen on hard times. <laughs> no, those things are actually really cool. Run it through a looper, uh, through a fuzz box and a looper. Uh, they sound awesome when you do that. Um, it was a YouTube error, not your feed. Uh, don't make Michael's head explode, please. Um, twice for me tonight, uh, Michael. I don't know. It happened at about five as well. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, Adam Puchalski called that indie folk rock. Um, 
And you know what? One of, here's what legitimizes the folk aspect is it is actually about something that is part of America's story, which is a lot to do with folk lyric. Also, Americana has elements of that. So remember, you know, you guys, you're going to think I'm a little crazy, but how many of you are old enough to remember uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders had a song? It was called Cherokee Nation. I'm gonna, we're going to find out who's over 60 in about 10 seconds. I'm not nuts, right? There was something from Paul Revere and the Raiders, and Bria's probably going, Paul, the who, and the what's? She has no clue. These kids today, they don't know anything about classic, classic music in America. Um, Linda Cullum says, yes. <laughs> yes, Linda is over 60. No, you're not. I've seen you. You're not over 60. Um Uh, yep, Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe. Uh, wow, I got something right today. I feel so proud of myself when I get stuff right. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a really cool piece. I liked it. Um, good job in that. You know what? Let's let's do one more just because I'm in such a good mood. Um, the rock star finally kicked in. By the way, this week, for those of you who really give a damn... This week I'm drinking Killer Grape from, this is called Rockstar Revolt. So if there's ever a revolution in America, this is what the people on the street will be drinking. And it's good. I gotta say, it's kind of like grape Niha, but a little more intense, and you get a buzz from the caffeine. Thirst quenching, too. <laughs> Every time I drink and go, I think of... Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Jeff Green, the actor's wife on the Larry David thing on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Every time she takes a drink, it drives Larry David nuts. It's awesome. Anyway, yeah, now when my wife and I are in the car and she takes a sip out of a bottle of water, goes, ah, I laugh and she knows why. It's a thing. Okay, last song of the day is, or is it? Um, this one's called Medicine by Christopher Christos.
All right, I have a confession to make. <laughs> I must have been tapping my pen. It's not called medicine or anything fancy like that. It's just called medicine, but see, I wrote it with the accent uh, <laughs> over the end because I must have been tapping my pen on the paper, and it happened to form a perfect accent over the end. So in my world, it's medicine. Um, but it's actually called Medicine by Christopher Christos. And let's see what you guys think. Uh, Peter Rahill says, can't wait. Um, yada, hey, bro, chill pop. There, there's an actual genre, chill pop. Um, that's not so bad. Uh, Bob Pori says it's called inventive. That's not a genre, but nice try, Bob. Uh, very few people says chill pop. Uh, Johnny and Tipper Z says big time chill. Uh, new wave, chill wave, neo soul, future chill. Where do you guys come up with this stuff? Future chill is that actually a genre? Um, chill wave. Uh, I, I got to say, a lot of you are saying chill wave. That's what I wrote down. Um, the gentleman who sent it in, Christopher, says it's singer songwriter. Um, just because you can sing and you wrote it doesn't make it singer-songwriter. I'm sorry, but that is not singer-songwriter. Not by a stretch. Um, it was interesting and cool. The bottom end on that, the relationship between the bass and the kick was really, really good. I loved it. Um, not singer-songwriter. Probably some version of chill. Um, electronic sooth. What? What? <laughs> Uh, future chill is a genre. Okay, well, I'll have to bone up on that one. Uh, it'll be a genre in the future. <laughs> it was cool regardless. Chill lounge, vibey AC pop. Um, church or Phil? What? Switch, but what? It's like future chill. Choo -choo -choo. Oh, choo-choo, I see. Okay. That's a play on words over my head um anyway uh that was cool it was vibey um that would be something that you would hear in a film where somebody's hanging out in a really cool bar that's got like backlit glass shelves and blue lights and anyway uh i can't do one more we're, we're 10 minutes over my already insanely long show um, and I've got our web developer in town. We were here till after 10 o'clock last night on a Sunday night, like 13 hours on a Sunday, making everything that you don't see work perfectly. So we'll be here again late tonight, and I gotta go in there, and he's waiting for me to get off of uh, Taxi TV so he can do a huge data dump. So with that, I bid you adieu, but not yet, because next week, um, I have uh, Shelly Pikin, hit songwriter Shelly Pikin booked. I haven't reconfirmed her yet. Uh, so I don't really know for sure if, she, well, we'll send you an email, but could be Shelly Pikin. And if it's not Shelly Pikin, um, Robin Frederick was supposed to do today's show, but she has a little tummy thing going on, so she couldn't do it. So Robin has volunteered to take next week's slot if Shelly can't do it. Um, so it's going to be something to do with songwriting next week. That's for sure. See you guys then for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Bye, you guys.